Amen. So good to see you this morning. And man, a great, great attendance for a nine o'clock service. And amen. Man, God is so good. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I'm going to continue talking about synergy. And uh, if you haven't been here and haven't heard about synergy, uh, you know, this is uh, when, the, when the Lord told us to go to two services, spoke to us as a, you know, really a, over a year ago about doing this. And just matter in the Lord, just, just direct us when, and he directed our, our steps. And, and so that's why we're doing this. It's not just, you know, it's, it's because it's, not, it's about preparing for the future. It's about preparing for where God's taking us and taking you. Amen? Amen. And when he said, don't just, Justin, go, this isn't just a season to go to two services, but this is a season of synergy. Yeah. I was like, what? A season of synergy? I mean, it's like, it's not a word I normally use. But as I got researching and praying over this, when he said synergy, and I went and looked that up, and it means when two or more things come together to make something greater. And when I started praying about this and thinking about this, why, why does this pertain to us going to two services? You know, because, because it's, it's found in this scripture in 1 Corinthians 3, and I want to go ahead and read that, and then I'm not going to do a lot of review, but it says, for we are, verse 9 says, for we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. We're laborers together. The word laborers together in the Greek is synergos, and it's where we get our word synergy. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Justin, he goes, if the law of synergy didn't exist, nothing would exist. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, everything you see cannot be, exist apart from something else. You see, this isn't just water, but this is the power of synergy working. Water is not just water, but it's hydrogen, oxygen coming together. You know, every living thing that you see does not exist. And so, well, what about a single cell organism? It still doesn't. It still doesn't exist in itself because everything that you see is made up of atoms, and atoms aren't singular in themselves. Atoms have to have what electrons, neutrons, and protons. So it takes more than one thing to make something what it is. And so when he, the Lord said, this is a season of synergy and we're laboring together with God, meaning it's not just us doing work, but no, it's God working with us and him and us working with him. Amen. It's us working together to do what God wants to do in the earth. You know what? Jesus couldn't do what he did without this aspect of synergy. Jesus wasn't successful because His name was Jesus or Emmanuel or Jehovah or whatever you may, Yahweh, whatever you may want to call him. He was successful. And he even said, apart from him, I can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, I can't do anything. And that's the same thing with us in this church. It's the same thing with you in your family as, as, as a parent, as a spouse, as a business owner. Whatever you're called to do, you can't do it in your own ability. You can't do it in your own strength. Amen. And so let's look at this scripture again. First Corinthians three, verse nine. It says, for we are laborers together with God. Say with God. He goes, you are God's husbandry. Now we talked about this word husbandry is not a word I use. Never used it until I read it here. You know, I said, Rick, you sure are God's husbandry, man. You're looking good for God's husbandry. But what is he referring to here? He, he's saying you are God's cultivated field. What is a cultivated field? It means you have prepared, you have been prepared to produce fruit. Meaning, meaning your labor is together with God and you are God's cultivated field. Now, now when you cultivated field right after cultivating something, what's the next thing you do? You plant something in it. 
So the next says, says you are God's husbandry. And then he says, you are God's building. So see this, we are laborers together with God. We are his cultivated field and he planted himself in us. You're God's building. You're where he hangs out. You're where he lives. Now, now think about this. See, I really want to expand our thinking because, because so often we try to do the things we think we can do. And we tr- we try, then we all of a sudden go to God on the things we don't think we can do. But we have to come to a place where everything we're doing it, we're doing it with God's ability, with God's strength, with, with his strength. Jesus said, said, said I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he's not only going to be with you, but it's going to be in you. So let's go to uh, Romans chapter 9. We're going to talk about some, some new stuff here this morning. Romans chapter 9. So he's, you're his cultivated field, meaning he has prepared you for something. Say, he's prepared me for something. There's no one in this room that is insignificant. Do you hear me? There's no one in this room that is insignificant. Now, you are God's cultivated field. A field can also be considered a container. A field, and for the sake of, let's, let's use this word vessel. You are, you are, we are laborers together with God, and you are his vessel. You're God's building. You, you are his vessel that he wants to use. You're his vessel that he wants to pour himself into so you can in turn pour yourself out into someone else's life. Now, you've been prepared for something. You, you are a vessel that's been prepared for something. Now, I'm going to have you repeat after me a lot this morning because, I, because faith comes by hearing, but it's also, I want you to see, see, see this. Say, I've been prepared... As a, vessel as a vessel to be used by God. Used by God. Now let's look at this in Romans chapter 9. And let's see what we've been prepared for. Verse 22 says. And the King James says. What if God willing to show his wrath. And to make his power known. Meaning he wants to reveal his power. But he endured with much long suffering. The vessels of wrath. Fitted to destruction. Now let me ask a question. Who were the vessels of wrath? We were. We were the vessels of wrath. But then it says this, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. Who are the vessels of mercy? <laughs> I like that done. That'd be me. Now, now hear that. It says, and that he might make known the riches of his glory. Meaning he wants to, to make something known is to reveal it. It means to, that it would come to your knowledge. So, so he wants something to come to our knowledge. And what does he want to come to our knowledge? The riches of his glory. The word riches here is better translated the fullness of his glory. Now see, see, read like this. And that he might reveal the fullness of his glory to you and me. Were vessels of his mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. You've been prepared for something. You have been prepared for something. You are vessels of mercy, and he wants you to know the fullness of his glory. So, so get this. He wanted to pour out 
on you the full. You see, this is a vessel of mercy and he wanted to pour out on you the fullness of glory because he's prepared you unto glory. Now, the next verse, the next part of this says, even us, say even me, whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. As also he said in Hosea, I will call them my people, which are not my people, and her beloved, which are not my beloved. And it shall come to pass that in this place where it was said unto you are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Meaning, meaning these that weren't a people are all of a sudden now a people. See, we used to be vessels of wrath, meaning something that it was going to, he was going to pour his wrath into. But you know what? Instead, now we are vessels of mercy that he's poured his love into so we would know the fullness of his glory. So we would know the completeness of his presence. So we know the fullness of his goodness, the fullness of his presence, the fullness of his power. We're vessels of mercy and we have been called children of the living God. What are children considered in the word? Children are considered the reflection of their creator. So get this. You, have, you are a vessel of mercy and you didn't have a right to this, but now you have a right to, us, to it and you are called. Now you're called to be a reflection of his glory. You've been called to be when someone looks at you, they see something different about you. You've been prepared for something. You've been prepared for glory. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Sorry, Ephesians 2. Apologies. Ephesians 2. You've been prepared. You're a God's cultivated field. You're a God's building. Hallelujah. Look at verse 10. It says, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, if you have a Bible like mine, there's a little letter next to the word ordained. And so if I take it down to the bottom of my Bible, that word ordained means prepared. So you've been prepared for something. So here it says that before he prepared that we should walk in them, meaning he's prepared you for something that you should walk in. He's prepared you with something that you could walk in. So what did he prepare and what did he want us to walk in? The first part of the verse said that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Wow. You were created for good works. God has prepared you for good works. Now, the enemy would want you to do any other kind of works. But I'm telling you, God has made you, prepared you, created you for good works. Look to your neighbor and said, I've been created. Look to your neighbor and say, I've been created for good works. See, you're a vessel. You're a vessel that was created for good works. You are a vessel of mercy. You are a child of the living God that has been prepared and created for good works. Now, as I look at these scripture and prayed over these, as the Lord was directing me through studying over the last couple of weeks on this, he, he, his whole point that he wants us to walk away with this morning is that he wants to use you. You see, he called you. Why? Because he wants to use you. He created you 
because he wants to use you. Say he wants to use me. That is everyone in here. You're like, well, Pastor Justin, you don't know about my past. You don't know about me. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. It's about who God created you to be. It's who he's called you to be. He called you a vessel of mercy when you were not a people, but now he's called you his people and you've been prepared to do something amazing. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter one. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter one. Verse four says, then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you and what I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. I've ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Meaning I created you, I formed you, and I sanctified. What is sanctified? It means I set you apart. Meaning you are prepared for something. You, you have been made ready for something. You have been equipped for something. You, I created you, Jeremiah, with, with an intent to use you. And I want you to hear my voice this morning that I want you to know this morning by the direction of the Holy Ghost that you have been created and you have been prepared and set apart for him to use you. Say, he wants to use me. Say, he wants to use me. And the next verse says, then said I, verse six, oh Lord, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a child. See, it's too often we like to look at our vessel based on our weakness, instead of looking at of what he's made us and prepared us, called us and created us to be. See, he was looking at his weaknesses, but yet God was looking at his future. So don't leave here judging your life by your current weaknesses, your past failures. Judge your life based on the fact that you are now a vessel of mercy and you have been created and called. For good works. Verse seven says, but, but the Lord said to me, say not, I'm a child for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee and whatsoever I can't command thee. Thou shalt thou speak. Be not afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver thee, says the Lord. See, this is synergy. See, he's called him to something. He's prepared him for something, but yet his own ability, he can't see himself doing it. But yet what does God say? I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. That's a good hint. See, we need to stop allowing our words to come out of our mouth and allow his word to come out of our mouth. And he says, see, I have this day set thee over the nations over kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. What is he saying here? He's saying, look, look, I've called you to do something amazing, Vic. I've called you to change the world around you. I've called you to tear some things down. I've called you to plant some things. I've called you to make changes in the world that I placed you in. And I want you to know that we are vessels of mercy. And you know what is no different. We are called to bring change everywhere we go. 
but it's not based in your own ability, but it's based on God being with you. Say, God's with me. Say, he wants to use me and he's with me. Now let's go back to first Corinthians chapter three. Are you with me this morning? Thank you, Father. First Corinthians three, verse four. It says, for while one says, I'm a Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? What, what, what does that mean? He goes, you can see they were arguing and all these different things. He goes, I want to say a lot more things to you, church of Corinth, but I can't do it because you're carnal. Meaning, I, I, want, I want to reveal more to you. I, I want to show myself to you. I, I, want, I want you to know more about God, but I can't do it because you're carnal. And what, what, what were they carnal about? He's saying, well, because one says, uh, you know, Paul planted, another says Apollos watered. And he goes, he goes, it's not about I have a better part than he has a part. You see, he goes, while one says I'm of Paul and another I'm of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Meaning, meaning I'm following Paul and I'm following Apollos. Apollos. So, so see what they're trying, they're trying to, to uh, segregate things and they're trying to say, well, I'm going to follow Paul because, because I believe he's better than Apollos. I'm going to follow Apollos because I believe he's better than Paul. And Paul's saying, you're not getting it. Apollos and me, we're doing our part. See, you're not to do my part. And I'm not to do your part. I've been prepared for something and you have been prepared for something. And we're called to do our part. Say my part. Now it says, verse five says, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed. Meaning Paul's saying, who am I? I'm just Paul. Who's Apollos? It doesn't matter who I am. It doesn't matter, Justin. He says, I'm just people you, you, you believed. I mean, you heard the gospel from us, even as the Lord gave to every man. Now I have planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Paul said, I did my part. Apollos did his part. But what happened? God's the one that gives the increase. It's not about how good you can be. The question is, will you do your part? The question isn't how great will people see me as? No, the question is, will you do your part? See, we all have a part. And Paul's not trying to exalt himself and, 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 and Apollos. He wanted them to see, look, it's not about following me and following him. It's the fact that we did both our parts. You see, there was a time when God poured in to Paul. He was that husbandry. He was that cultivated field and God poured into him. So what did Paul do? Paul planted that into someone else's life. He planted that into someone else's life. So then what Apollos, he was prepared for something. And what did he do? He came around and he watered what Paul planted. See, we all have a part, but God gives the increase. God gives the increase. That's why this is a season of synergy and us laboring together because we're all going to come to a place where we do our part and God's going to give the increase. Now, God gives the increase. Now, the word increase there means to grow. It means to become stronger. 
It means to become great in number. And I love this word, and it's not a word I use often, but it's the word augment. And the reason why I like this word augment, when you augment something, it's meaning there's something that's currently there, and then someone comes and they place something on it to make it better. See, I do my part, you do your part, but God's the one augmenting it. God's the one increasing 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 it. You see, this is synergy. It's when we're all doing our parts. Because he wants to use you. Why? Because you have a part. You have a part. Say, I have a part. And as I said when I started, there's not one insignificant part in this room. You have a part in your family. You have a part in the place you work. You have a part in the business that you start. You have a part. Everything you do, you have a part. There's giftings in you that aren't in me. There's giftings in some of you that, that are, would reach other people that I could never touch. But the bottom line is, is, is when we come together with what he's given us and what he's prepared you for and what he's prepared me for. And I plant and I plant you water, you plant, you water, I plant, you plant, I plant, you water, I water. Then what's happening? Then God gives the increase. You see, this is the power of synergy. God working with us, God working in us and God working through us. Thank you, Father. You see, doing our part. There's something about he brings the increase. Thank you, Father. I have planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth. But the only thing that matters is that God gives the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. So you've been prepared for something. I've been prepared for something. We're vessels that God wants to flow through. And it's about us releasing out of us what's going to affect others. Just like Jeremiah, you'd be like, to, to pull up, to, to raise up, to plant, to build. Man, in the natural, you're like, how can I do that? But when you realize God's the one that gives the increase. That's right. There's something about when God touches something, when God places his hand on something. As Jesus said, apart from him, I can do nothing. You know, I, I think, I, I'm thinking of the story in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, and he's talking to the prophets, and he goes, when you stand up and you start to speak, he said, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will turn into a different man. Wow, I love that. You, you'll turn into a different man. It's, it's not all of a sudden you're going to be someone different. The thing is, is you're going to be, you're going to be different in personality. You're going to be different in strength. Why? Because now the spirit of God is upon you. You see, when God's spirit comes on something, it changes the dynamic, dynamic of it. Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Acts chapter 9. For the sake of time, let's start in verse 15. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. He was Saul at this time. He gets knocked off his donkey, has a visitation, tells him to go to a place he can't see. And, and here, God shows up to Ananias, and he 
and he's speaking to Ananias, and he says this. He goes, but the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel. See, he's talking to Ananias about going to Paul, and it says, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel. I want you to see this one. You're a chosen vessel. You're a chosen vessel. You know what? And, you know, a lot of times people have this idea of being chosen or ministry and they think all of a sudden, well, I've got to preach in front of people. No, you just do your part. You do your part. And go thy way for he's a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles, the kings and the children of Israel. Verse 17. And Ananias went his way, entered into the house, get this, and put his hands on him and said, Brother Saul... The Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, has sent me that you might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, what, what is this? He tells him, go to Paul. Why? Because he's a chosen vessel. And go pray for him. Lay your hands on him. And told him, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, because as being a chosen vessel... He realized, Paul, you can't do it in your ability. You can't do it in your strength. But you need the Holy Spirit. You have a part and I have a part. Maybe it's planning. Maybe it's watering. But realize you're going to need him. You're going to need him. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. And in verse 20, it says, and straightway he preached Christ. In the synagogue, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on his name in Jerusalem and came here for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest? Now get this, but Saul increased the more in strength. You see, when he was a chosen vessel, he was prepared for something. And he says, Hey, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And as he went out and he immediately started operating in what he was prepared to do. And as he was operating in what he was prepared to do, it said he was strengthened. He was increased. He became stronger. He was augmented. He became better. He became greater. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews that dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the Christ. You've been prepared for something, but you can't do it. Without him, the power of synergy. Good Isaiah 49. Just give me two more verses. Isaiah 49. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 49, verse 1. And the Amplified, it says, Listen to me, O isles and coastlands, and hearken you people from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the body of my mother has he named my name, and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hands has he hid me and made me a polished arrow. In his quiver has he kept me close and concealed me. And the Lord said to me, You are my servant Israel, in whom I have glorified. Now, why am I bringing this out? Because I want you to see this because he's prophesying and he's talking to the servant Israel. 
Now, some people think he's talking to Israel. Some people think he's talking and prophesying about Jesus. But either way, Jesus told us in John 20, verse 21, as I was sent, so I send you. Okay? So let's read that with this in connotation, talking about us. You people from afar. That could be time or distance. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the body of my mother has he named my name. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. In the shadow of his hand has he hid me and made me a polished arrow. See, what is a polished arrow? A polished arrow here is referring to something that's been prepared. Something that's been made ready. Something that's been sharpened. Something that is, is ready for use. Something that it needs to be used. And it says that you be hidden in his quiver. What does that mean? It's talking a quiver is something they would hide, put their arrows in. And it said you're hidden there, meaning, meaning God is working in our lives. God is working in your life. And he's doing a work in your life. Why? Because he wants to do a work through your life. You are a polished arrow. He says this, you're a polished arrow in his quiver as he kept me close and concealed me. And the Lord said to me, you are my servant Israel and whom I have glorified. Verse four says, then said I, I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing and an empty futility. Yet surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense is with my God. And now says the Lord who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. Not be swept away, for I'm honorable in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. What is he saying here? He's saying you are a prepared arrow. You are a special arrow. You've been prepared. You've been sharpened. And I'm about to launch you into something. I'm about to release you into something. Because when I release you, you're going to bring change to someone's life. When, and, and, he, and I love this. He goes, it's not just enough that you will go, about, go out and get God's people. It's not just enough that you will go out and get the Jewish people, is what he's referring to. But verse 6 says, he says, it's too light a thing that you should be my servant just to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors, survivors of Israel. But I'll also give you for a light to the nations that my salvation may extend to the ends of the earth. So you see, you are this polished arrow. You have been prepared for something. You've been made ready for something. But you know what? It's to be a light to the nations. It's to do something beyond what your eye could see, your ear could hear. It's beyond what's in your heart. Realize God's prepared and made ready for something. You, you are a vessel of, of mercy that's to pour out and be a light to the nations forever. Hallelujah. You are prepared for something amazing. You are prepared for something beyond what you could ask, think, dream, or imagine. He's prepared you for something. Thank you, Father. Let's go to 2 Timothy, and I'll close with this. 2 Timothy. You're prepared for something. Hallelujah. We're laborers together. We're God's cultivated field. We're his building. Hmm. Let's say this with me. I'm a, I'm a vessel that God wants to flow through. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 20. But in a great house, 
They're not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel under honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. You know, back in Ephesians it says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, that we were ordained, prepared to walk in them. See, we're a vessel. But yet our vessel, if we're not careful, can have things in it that can keep things from flowing out of it. You see, in a great house, there's vessels of gold and silver, of wood and, 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 different, and different things. But he says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. And there's a lot I could say about this scripture, but what I, what I want to relate to you just for just a moment is God's not holding anything back. God's not holding your destiny back. He's not holding your purpose back. It says that if a man, it doesn't say if God purges a man, it says if a man purges himself. What is purge? Cleanse. Meaning... Meaning what we need to do is remove the things from our lives that are keeping us from allowing us to be that polished arrow. I'm telling you, you know, there's, you know, there was things that I knew God had called me to, but I had no clue what they were. But yet there was, there was something in me crying out for more, crying out for greater. But yet there was things that, because, because even though God wanted to use me, God wanted to do great things through me. But yet there was, I had, I had fears. I had inadequacies. I had, I had uh, hesitations. I had, I had lust. I had all sorts of things in my life. And I know God wasn't keeping me back from anything. I was keeping me back. You know, and, it, and it's like, it, it's kind of like that, that drain or that, 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 that just the water needs to flow through it, but there's something just blocking it up. And you know, some of those things could be traditions. Some of those things could be mindsets, could be religion, it could be, could be addictions. It could be how you see yourself. It could be that you don't really believe that God has something great for you. But here says, if a man purges himself, realizing that he's sanctified and meet for the master's use for every good work. I'm telling you, there is good works. There's great things that God has in store for each one of us. And he's not holding anything back. You've been prepared. You're a vessel of mercy. You're a vessel of mercy. And I'm telling you, he is ready to pour your gifts, your strengths, your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise, your callings out on this world. But all I hear him saying this morning, hey, let's get ourselves in position that we can be something that he can flow through. And it's not about earning it. It's not about that. It's just saying, God, I yield to you. I yield to you. Sometimes just, this is maybe just stepping out in obedience. You know, so often we want God, fill me with power. Fill me with power. Or fill me with this or fill me with that. Well, have you done what he told you to do the last time? Some people say, well, well, I'll step out of that if, 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 if I can do that. But sometimes it's just do a little bit with what you have. And then, you know, he pours in more. 
He pours in more. He pours in more. He is holding nothing back. Amen. So good. I'm telling you. This is a season of synergy where he's working with us. And what he's, I have a part and you have a part. And what he's looking for is just a church, a people, a family, a marriage that he can flow through. And like Isaiah said, it's to be a light to the nations. It's to impact and influence the world. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for the challenge that it brings. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. I'll just put your hand on your heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Justin, I hear what you're saying, and man, I want him to use me. I want him to use me. Like Jeremiah, why he why I was he ordained me from my mother's womb and why I was created and why I have purpose and that I'm significant. And you're like, Pastor Justin, I, I want that in my life. I, I want to, just like Jesus said in John 17, I want to complete down to the last detail everything he called me to do. You said, Pastor Justin, I want to be that vessel that God can flow through. I want to do my part. If that's you, just lift your hands. I have my hands lifted. (laughs) Feet lifted, legs lifted. We can't do it without him. It's not about you trying to be a, a good, perfect vessel in yourself either. It's allowing the work of the Holy Spirit. It's allowing the fruit of the Spirit to refine you. It's allowing the gifts of the Spirit to empower you. It's about his word working in you. It's about what Romans chapter 8 talks about being conformed to the image of his son. Hallelujah. It's not about you being good in yourself and, 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 and doing everything perfectly. No, it's about you be, being a yielded vessel and allowing and saying, God, I invite your nature in. I invite your divine nature in. And as I invite your divine nature in, I thank you, Lord, that everything else that doesn't belong will just push itself out of my life. You know, I was, it was a few weeks ago, we were talking to someone and they were telling us since they've been coming to the church, their lives have been totally changed. And they say when they first started coming, they were doing a lot of different things. And I'm not going to label those things, but, and, and, and I never, no one ever got up and said, you know what? You need to stop doing that. You need to stop doing that. You need to stop doing this. No, it was just a natural outflow of their hunger for God. And all of a sudden it was like, you know what? Wait, I, I don't want that in my life anymore. I, I don't want that. I, no one had to say, Hey, that's wrong. Or this is a sin or that. No, it was just the work of the Holy spirit. And so when it says, let a man first, let him purge himself. What is that? It's just being allowing the Holy Spirit, which is an all-consuming fire, to just burn away those things that don't belong. So we can be that vessel that he can flow through. So we can do our part. Do you desire that? I I do. Let's pray pray this together. Father Father God. 
I believe you have prepared me. I believe you've called me from the foundation of the world to do something great through my life. We are your workmanship for good works. You prepared me for good works. And Father God, I invite the Holy Spirit, my partner, my helper, the one that you sent to make our lives better, to bring increase to our lives. I receive him. And as I receive him, I thank you that he's making me a polished arrow that you can use to be a light to the nations. I thank you, Father, for me doing my part and my neighbor doing their part. And as we do our parts, you're going to give the increase. In Jesus' name. Give him a shout of praise if you receive that testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You receive this word today? Man, so good. God is good, Vic, isn't he? Hallelujah. Man, there's greatness. Look at your hands. Say, there's greatness in me. Say, God's going to do great things through this vessel. Give him a shout of praise one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good.